Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hans Kaiser of Tailgate Fantasy Sports joins us today to tell us about a new way to play fantasy football, one where you don't have to root against your favorite NFL team. Hans joins us here in the pig pen to tell us all about this great concept and the fun you can have this season. Coming up in a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your portal to positive football history. And welcome to another edition where we get to go into some fun aspects of the game of football. And this one is is pretty relevant as we become on the NFL season and college football and everything else where everybody's getting excited. Well, we have another realm of fans that are getting excited, the fantasy football realm. And we have a gentleman here today from Tailgate Fantasy Sports. His name is Hans Kaiser. Hans, welcome to the pig pen hey darren thanks for having me on hans it's a pleasure is all ours and this is quite an honor and uh you know, we're really excited to hear about what you you have with your tailgate fantasy sports but before we do that we always like to get to know our, our guests a little bit and let the listeners know a little bit more about you and we always like to do it from uh, you know the realm of football and you know everybody that comes on here or has something to do with football is a fan of some sort and we want to know sort of what's your story that uh you know got you into your fandom that gets you a point of you know starting a, a a new fantasy football website and app to uh you know get people fired up sure so um i'm a jets fan first and foremost uh, i like to tell people living out here in albuquerque i'm out in witness protection really separated from the <laughs> east coast and everything um but the genesis of my fandom is uh, actually video games um my very first exposure to football and in general is actually tech mobile. So we had an old NES. I used to play on that all the time. Um, you know, I'd play as like Dan Marino's dolphins, John Elway's Broncos and all that. So, um, and a bunch of baseball games too, you know, that was just my first video game console in general and got me into sports as a whole. Um, but my actual NFL fandom started with the N64. Uh, there was a game back in the day called NFL quarterback club. This was the 1998 version. Uh, Brett Favre was on the cover. Um, my dad's actually a Giants fan, so um, he would always pick the Giants, and I kind of wanted to copy him without really copying him, you know, so uh, <laughs> I'd naturally just pick the Jets, and uh, we'd square off head-to-head. Um, at that time, the Jets had players like Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Neil O'Donnell, Wayne Corbett, so uh, that's what kind of got me into the Jets and and how I started following the league. 
You know, that, that's a common story, it seems like, with New Yorkers. You have that rebellious youth that wants to, you know, kick the habit of the old man as a Giants fan. And the Jets seem to be that that ticket to get him there from all generations, from the, the AFL days that right on in today's. Oh, yeah. And the, the color scheme is awesome. Uh, really, my first exposure to the Jets and like the media, though, was listening to a Keyshawn Johnson interview where he was uh, talking some trash about his teammate, Wayne Corbett. He was just something saying like, oh, I'm the superstar of this team. Wayne Corbett is just this flashlight or something. So that was one of my guys. I was like, oh, no way. But he sure knows how to incite an audience. And, you know, he's still on TV doing his thing. So, yeah, just throw me the damn ball. Isn't that his motto? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh that was a fun team. I mean, Vinny Testaverde, really weird kind of point in Jets history where I kind of hopped in, but, you know, some good, some ups and downs. Uh, I loved Curtis Martin, so all those kind of additions of the Jets, Chad Pennington, all them, they had some decent runs, but, you know, the high point of my fandom so far, he actually came with Mark Sanchez very briefly and, and Rex Ryan and all them. Oh, yeah. Well, you just mentioned three names. You know, I'm in Western Pennsylvania, so we're really intact. You know, Curtis Martin, one of the, you know, he's a Pennsylvanian, uh, played at Pitt in Western Pennsylvania. You know, great back, and you know, we always enjoyed him. Neil O'Donnell was former Pittsburgh Steeler. And I, I was I was really sad to to see when he left the Steelers, you know, after a it was a, sort of a horrendous uh, Super Bowl appearance when they, they played the Dallas. He had the, the two interceptions to Larry Brown that made him the MVP. And you know, Steelers probably should have won that game. Those those picks don't happen. At least that's what I want to believe as being a Steelers yeah. fan. But, uh, you know, I was sad to see him leave because he was interesting. That dude, on, when he was on the Steelers, I think he had the, the highest uh, amount of weight bench pressed on a team as a quarterback. I mean, he was, he was a strong, strong-ass yeah, man there. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Incredible. And Curtis Martin, too, is extremely underrated back. He still is to this day. I'm like, when people talk about the greats, he, he never comes up. And I'm like, man, you guys weren't paying attention during his run. He was spectacular. Right. And the, Shad Pennington, I can remember there, uh, it was just when the draft was really starting to get popular you know I, being a football fan you know, all my life I've, I've always been interested in a draft but you know that's when Mel Kuyper started getting into it and everything so as a Steelers fan they were projecting the Steelers to take Pennington so uh, you know that's that was the, sort of the the favorite pick that year so I'm on the edge of my seat and okay the Steelers are gonna get this quarterback and you know, this this kid from I believe it was Marshall is where he played uh and so we're just waiting for his name to be drawn or taken and then the, the Jets got him and the Steelers didn't. And I was like, I was disappointed. And I was really disappointed when I saw him play for the Jets because he was a pretty good quarterback for them. He was great for a while. I'm, I'm great might be a little bit of an overstatement, but very serviceable. He lasted for quite a while. Um, I think he was much better than people are anticipating. And even after he left the Jets and, and kind of joined the Dolphins, he was pretty good for a while too. Great yeah. analyst to this day. He's, he's, I forgot who said it in the media. It was one of his former coaches, but they said that he's one of the brightest football intellectuals that they've ever been around. Yeah, he sort of got the injury bug. I think he got that one severe injury. I forget. I think it was a lower leg injury and just never was the same, never could sort of escape that. It kept haunting him, I think, the rest of his career, which, which happens to a lot of players. That's a rough sport. Sure, yeah. Well, and then, of course, when you run into the Titan, the current dynasty of uh, Tom Brady and the, and the New England Patriots and that defense back in the day, too, he was like, ah, all right, <laughs> time to, okay, so, to go to South Beach. Yeah, that, that's. I'm glad you brought that up because that was where I was going to segue into next. You know, as a Jets fan, you know, you, everything looks very promising. You know, you got Rodgers, you got everything going for you, uh, you know, great coaching staff uh, you know, in place. 
Okay, but you've been under that shadow of the New England Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and company for what two decades. And I've talked to some Bills fans. You know, we're we're the Buffalo is only a hundred miles away from where I live, and so I, there's a lot of Bills fans. And I know what their perspective is. Now, how is it for for you folks, especially Bill Belichick? was signed on to be the Jets coach and like what a week later something quit and said, I'm going with the Patriots. You know, how, how has that uh, sort of affected you as a Jets fan? Sure. I used to really resent them and just hate everything about them. Uh, you know, I still definitely don't like the franchise. They're, they're still a rival, but at some point you just have to kind of respect the greatness despite the cheating. I'll say, I'll just kind of slip that in there. <laughs> um but, you know, I, I especially Tom Brady, man, I used to be a Peyton Manning guy way over him. I would just, you know, cape up for Peyton all the time, saying that he's the go. Brady, he's so carried by his team, his coaches, defense. And, you know, it was really after that Atlanta Super Bowl where I didn't have a leg to stand on anymore. I'm just like, you know what? I guess while he's still in the league, I just have to respect it. And, you know, if they beat us, they beat us. And it is what it is. It's, they're just the greatest. I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Is disappointing though. Yeah, I, I shared a pretty similar path because I, you know, he was uh, the kryptonite to the Steelers. Steelers had some pretty good teams, uh, you know, last twenty years, and uh, he was sort sort of that kryptonite. They met, I think, in the AFC Championship game four or five times, uh, including some close ones like you know Jesse James, uh, which everybody in the world knows it was a touchdown, and uh, they called it back. And it seems like they the the uh, Patriots always got these big breaks that you know, cost the other team and, you know, a call or went their way or something. But then you had that, that Brady and just drove you crazy. Brady and Gronkowski and, you know, uh, um, Wesley Welker and, you know, all those guys are just uh, annoying to, to watch them because they were just uh, such pains in the asses. But then I think I, like you, I think when he moved on to Tampa Bay and what he did that first year in Tampa Bay and a couple of the playoff games were, you thought they were out of it and all of a sudden, you know, they come back and win it. Just like the, the Super Bowl you were talking about. You got to sit back and say, man, I, we watched witness some greatness for you know a couple of decades on a quarterback. Yeah, definitely. And he was never, you know, the most physically gifted, anything like that. And neither was his personnel, especially on offense. Like he had a couple of prototypical athletes, but the rest, they were just kind of some guys, you know what I mean? Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, they look like they could just be on the street somewhere, you know? And uh, here he is, just throwing to them, touchdown after touchdown, winning all these huge games over and over again. And you know, at first, actually, I was really rooting for the Patriots. This is before I was like really heavy into the Jets when they were first playing the Rams. I was happy that they beat the Rams. I was like, oh, look, good for this guy. He just comes in, you know, takes over the job after Bledsoe gets his leg broken by Mo Lewis, of all people, of the Jets. And so in a way, you know, you can blame the Jets for launching the, the Tom Brady run. So <laughs> it's one of those things. Uh, yeah, I was happy for him at first, that big beaming smile. And then win after win, it just kept getting old and old and uh, I don't know. I'm kind of afraid that I'm going to start feeling that way about the uh, the Chiefs because I really do like the Chiefs and, and their style of play and Patrick Mahomes and everything. But after a certain point of just winning championship after championship, you just can't help but kind of <laughs> root for their demise, you know? Yeah, that's that's true. Well, I'm sorry to bring up such sore subjects. I, I think it, uh, you know, the greatness of Tom Brady's upset both of us in our, our lifetimes for our respective teams. But you have an interesting product out that's going to bring happiness to football fans. And I'd like to have you sort of tell us a little bit about it and maybe tell us a little bit of some of the history of how you developed this. This is something kind of new and unique. Totally. Yeah. So um, 
We started this product called Tailgate Fantasy Sports. It's a new type of fantasy game. Um, it's really built around fandom and allegiance. Um, so as we've talked about, I'm a Jets fan. Um, and one day I was just, this light kind of went on when I was, I had Rob Gronkowski on my team. Um, I noticed that after a while, I was kind of rooting for my fantasy team more and more and not so much the Jets because at the time they were, you know, dog water there at the bottom of the barrel, not very good. <laughs> so I'd just be at the edge of my seat screaming, yeah, Gronk scored this and that. And just I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I rooting for these Patriots? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what happened to my fandom. And that kind of planted the seeds for in the conception of this game. Um, so I'll tell you the rules and then uh, kind of go from there. Um, the game is really easy. Super straightforward, free to play. Um, you just sign up using an email address, your first and last name, things like that. Uh, but you hop onto our site, you select your favorite NFL team. It could be any team. It doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite. Um, but you set a three-man lineup using players from your pre-selected team or your favorite team. And you have to rotate two players per week. Um, that helps with scoring parity. It also allows you to keep um, your favorite player kind of locked into your lineup. Um, so you pick your favorite team, set that three-man lineup, you rotate two players per week. And uh, this season, we actually just launched power-ups that you can apply to a single player in your lineup. Um, so the power-ups themselves, they look like little Pokemon cards with like beer cans that have special abilities. So one of them is called like On Fire. It looks like a, a beer can that's I just... I, I'm liking it already. We got beer cans involved. All right. Yeah. So it's <laughs> totally a bro game, right? And on fire would give you like 1.5 scoring for like a particular position. Um, we have things like air mail where you can give special abilities to your quarterback robo leg, which is three times points for your kicker. So you get these little power ups. You can apply those to your players. And that's basically the game we have. It's rotisserie style. So um, it's not head to head yet. We do have a, a global leaderboard that you can just kind of climb the ranks and see where you stand at the end of the year. And uh, we have league mode as well. So if you um, want to participate in the global league, you definitely can. Or if you want to just kind of spread it out to your individual circle, you can do that as well. OK, so I guess I got a couple of questions for you. Philosophical questions now. What okay? We've mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the, probably the most uh, potent offense in the NFL. You know, arguably right now, I think probably not. Many people are going to argue against that. Pretty talented quarterback there. Uh, some talented core players on it. Well coached. So, how does somebody that's maybe a, a team that's not as good as the Chiefs, you know, compete in scoring to keep up with a, a high-powered offense like that? If you you know, Patrick Mahomes and let's say. Like my team, I, I have a, a second year quarterback that's unproven in Kenny Pickett. How how would I be able to compete against somebody that's playing the Kansas City Chiefs? That's a great question. And um, actually, I played as the Jets, obviously. So I took third last year. And for context, my uh, the team that won was a Bills fan. Um, my co-founder. And, 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 oh, yeah. Jet, Jets, you had no quarterback last year. Yeah, right. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm trotting out Mike White and Zach Wilson. Yeah, so, right. yeah. Um, for starters, though, defense is built in. So there's like IDP positions. You could also play like an entire defense and special teams unit. The only group of players that are not built into the game are offensive linemen. And that's purely because there's no stats provided for them. I'd love to build them in. Um, maybe eventually we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we've had our top performers were like Bills, my co-founder, he picked the uh, 49ers. He took second last year. My mom, who's never even played fantasy, she uh, picked the Bills also. I think she took third and I took fourth as a Jets fan. 
Um, but to answer your question a little bit more about kind of scoring and how things are, are weighed, um, we really dug in and made uh, defenses like very good at scoring. So if you don't have the offensive firepower of like the Kansas City Chiefs with Mahomes, Kelsey and whoever they have as their ex receiver, you know, um, you could play the Houston Texans and have a dominant player in like Christian Kirksey. Um the Jets had a whole crew of D linemen last year who were scoring 17, 20 points per game. So that's kind of how I managed to stay near the top of the leaderboard was just playing defenses and, you know, just kind of staying relevant that way. All right. So it's rotisserie style, like you said, and there's a overall leaderboard. So you really don't have leagues. You can't. So I saw there were some mentions like of playing the guys at the office or the guys and gals at the office or getting a group together. So can you still do that? Get if you had like a group of like 10 people that wanted to compete against each other? Absolutely. So we do have leagues. Um, it's And in the league, it's just still rotisserie style. So you just have a smaller leaderboard. Uh, we are working on head to head, though. So eventually you will have like head to head matchups and things like that. Um, but, you know, if you start a league, it can be any size. So it could be two to, you know, 300 people. There's some really big workplaces out there. So we're really trying to position it that way. Um, once a team is selected, they're not off the board. So, you know, anyone can pick any team and that's one of the good things about it. Um, when I talked with Arnie over at a uh, fantasy football origin stories, he, he asked me the question, like, what if I had a whole group of lions fans and we all started a league? And I was like, Arnie, that would be great because then you would be able to determine who the actual greatest lions fan is, you know what I mean? Out of your entire crew. So there's no limitations about who can select what team, anything like that. Um, yeah, it's totally open. So um, I actually think it'd be a great use case for things like listener leagues and podcast leagues is like an engagement tool. Um, this year, we're actually reaching out to sports bars across the country to try to partner with them and and have like sports bar leagues just to see who their, you know, their regulars on game day, who performs the best, that type of a thing. Interesting. Okay. So, so how did this whole concept uh, come about? How, you know, what, what was the light bulb moment for you that uh, said, Hey, I, I need to do something like this. Well, it was really, like I said, the seeds were planted with uh, Rob Gronkowski when I was just sitting there cheering for him. And I was just like, uh, I slapped myself one day. Um, but I listened to a lot of podcasts, um, especially business podcasts. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So there's this idea that I've resonated with a, a lot. It's called, uh, it's like being a vitamin or a painkiller. So a, a vitamin business would be like something that you take for 20 years to add five years of your life, right? Whereas like a painkiller, you imagine you have a splitting migraine, you re you would do anything to get Tylenol, right? Just to get rid of that headache. So I was trying to pair like a pain point in fantasy football because I love it so much with, you know, a business idea. And the only one I could really come up with because there's so many different fantasy platforms out there. There's no real problems. It's awesome, right? Is mm -hmm. waning fandom. Like my rooting interest was just kind of declining. I'm like, this sucks. I want to get back to being that guy when I was 13 where my whole room was decked out in Jets gear. You know, I would wear nothing but Jets jerseys in green and white all day. So um, that's kind of how it came to be. I really wanted just to get back to that fandom and that level of interest. And uh we, I actually, uh, I had a bachelor pad in back in 2010 and, uh, we would always just invent bro games. So, um, one of the bro games was we had this game called fan ball and we would turn our fan up at full speed in the kitchen and throw a ping pong ball up at the fan blades. <laughs> uh, we would try to audibly listen for how many times this ball bounced off of something hard, whether it was off the floor, cabinets, appliances, whatever. And every time we heard a bounce, you'd have to take a drink. So that's an example of like a bro, game, right? Just something totally 
yeah, you're making my my college uh, years uh, come back to me all of a sudden. That sounds like the kind of stuff that we would do. I, I love that stuff. That's of course, great. yeah. So, of course, we play like your traditional beer pongs, your stuff like that. But one of the other things that we really used to love doing together was uh, drafting. So um, I don't know if you've ever heard of like Pokemon Stadium, but it's another old school N64 game where we would set up these this big draft whiteboard in my living room and just have Pokemon drafts like literally all night. It was ridiculous. Um, but another game that we would do that for is NFL Street. And NFL Street had two particular game modes. They had one called pickup game where it was basically like fantasy football. You could assemble a team. It was seven on seven, um, but you could just pick and choose from the entire NFL, including some legends like Kenny Stabler, Howie Long, people like that. Um, or there was this game mode in there called quick game where you would pick the jets and out of the 12 or however many players they had in the game, you would still have to field a seven person lineup. So you would just draft from the jets only. And one day I was just out walking my dog, just kind of praying. I was like, Hey, I love my job, what I'm doing right now, but I'd really love to launch my own business one day. And it literally came in an epiphany. It was like, Hey, you've been doing this bro game for so long. Why don't you just do this for fantasy football? And that was it. I, uh, I partnered up with my coworker at the time. Uh, he's since moved on from the company that I still work for. Uh, his name is Drew Nelson, genius, great developer. Um, hit him with a business plan one day, just kind of surprised him with it. And uh, we grabbed coffee a couple of days later. And uh, now we're, we're match made in heaven, I like to say. <laughs> very, very cool. I love the story. That's great. So what about the people that maybe you aren't dedicated to one team. Okay. You're from the New York area. Maybe you have those, those strange people that are, you know, they have, they're half giants, half jets fans. And can, can they play from multiple teams or is it strictly from one team? Sure. So um, it is one team at the moment. So once you pick your team, okay. you're locked in for the season. Um, eventually we're, we're kicking around an idea for that type of mode that you're talking about. We're, you know, maybe calling it fair weather fan or something like that, where you would pick a different team every week kind of a thing. Um, but right now, once you pick a team, you're locked in for the whole season. And then the following year, you can kind of, you know, change your alliance if you want to. I love that. I mean, you can't have those bandwagoners, you know, going to somebody gets hot, you know, the, the next uh, Kansas City Chiefs team rises up in the middle of the season. You can't have everybody jumping over to them. So I, I like that. That's a good, good, uh, good lot to, to keep on there. So maybe next season they can change, right? Yeah. And we'll keep it open. Like, obviously we'll have that legacy game mode for anyone who wants to stay with that. And, you know, fair weather would be an additional game type. Um, one other great part about the game is you can play during preseason or postseason. So we have leaderboards for all of them. So if you kind of want to dabble in over the next few weeks and, and get your ducks in a row before the season really starts, you know, you can jump in early, play for wow. the preseason. And then once the regular season is over and most fantasy leagues are over, you can hop back in and, and play a little longer through the Super Bowl. God, preseason, that's like uh, fishing for, for guppies with shark bait there. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, one guy's I set a lineup for the Hall games. of Fame game the other day. It was the Jets versus Browns, and I was playing like Chris Strebler, who's already been released. It was, you know, yeah, you really have to know your stuff if you're going to put up any sort of points in preseason. Yeah, wow. Huh, that blows my mind. Interesting. I, I love the the way you're thinking outside the box. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Why don't you give uh, some folks some information where they can find your games and your program and uh, how they can get involved? Sure. So we have two sites that we kind of manage. TailgateFantasySports.com is like the marketing site. You know, we post content there. There's an explainer video, all the rules, all that stuff. 
Um, the actual game is at tailgatefantasy.io at the moment. We are currently working on native apps for Android and iOS, so those should be out pretty soon. Um, right now it is a web app only, but you just go to tailgatefantasy.io from anywhere with an internet connection. Um, you sign up using an email address. It is two-factor authentication, so just be sure you don't use like a burner email or something. We don't have to confirm that email address. Um, but once you sign up, you get right in. Um, there's like a little wizard that helps you uh, get everything set up and, and go in for the first time. So it just walks you through the rules, setting your first lineup, and then shows you how to make any changes and save those if you need to some help. Okay. And it's real easy to get if you, if you get involved. Like if I got involved and I wanted to bring some other coworkers in in the next couple of weeks before the season starts, it's real easy to do that as well. Oh yeah. Um, and when you start a league, it just guides you through that as part of the process of just adding emails. Um, we really geared it around ease of use. I mean, since it, it's such a simple game, you know, so we wanted to make it like a low barrier of entry to any type of fan. I know I mentioned earlier, my mom plays, my sister plays, like they've never done fantasy sports before, but they can hang with us and she loves it. She plays every week. She sets more lineups than my dad actually. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love the concept because, you know, I'm not going to put your mother and other people, you know, but I'm going to consider myself, I'm a simpleton. It's hard for me to keep track of, you know, umpteen different things going on, especially on different teams. So you put it just my team, just th three players or you know, that I have to really pay attention to. And I can do that. I can handle that and, and uh, be excited about that. It's hard to be excited for, you know, the whole NFL at the same time, you know, whatever, if you have 12 different you know features playing in a game and you're, you're trying to watch scoreboards and everything, it's a mess. And like you said, I, I, I had one last year, I think I was playing against the Steelers defense in a playoff game and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick had an interception. So I'm cheering as I'm watching a game, like, wait a second, that's just screwed me for this. You know, that just took points away from me. So I, I feel your Gronkowski scenario that you had. And everyone has it. I mean, if you're a fantasy player, it happens to you at some point where you find yourself rooting for a rival and you're like, oh, geez, what, a, what am I doing here? But, you know, a lot of times you pay to play fantasy. So, you know, you, you got to root for your financial interests too, right? Right. Yeah, most definitely. Now, is there ways uh, the playing the games, you know, we, I know a lot of the games are associated with prizes that you can win with the leaderboards or anything. Is there anything like that going on or is this strictly all fun and, you know, just side bets with your buddies if you want? So right now it is free to play, just all side bets. Um, you know, that could be a, a model that we pivot to in the future. Um, I don't want to say it'll be free forever kind of a thing. I'm sure there will be a version of it that is free, but more around like the sports bar leagues, the sponsored leagues. If it does become a paid to play kind of a thing, it would be more in that type of an avenue where you have like a sponsored week or a totally sponsored league. Um, but we do give prizes to usually our top three finishers. So the guy who actually took first, uh, he lives up in Canada somewhere, I think in like I don't even know which province I, sorry, Josh, I know I, I wrote your, your address there and he'll probably listen to this, but yeah, we sent him like a really nice stitch starter hoodie, some hats and stuff. To, so we don't give cash to, prizes, but cool sweat. To us Americans, Canada is just one big province. We don't understand the difference between, you know, the, uh, you know, Ontario and, you know, Nova Scotia. It's all one big big place to us <laughs> you, that's where it was it was actually nova scotia i was like i know it's okay. like some island or something like that but i don't know yeah i know <laughs> ontario alberta and then the rest is kind of a guesswork for me but yeah he picked the bills he took first and great player he's he's always interacting with us on twitter too he's a great guy okay now i'm going to ask you something a little bit about so let's say somebody new coming in and let's say 
we have a team like the Texans that you, you mentioned earlier, you know, so not a lot of big expectations unless you're a Texans fan. The rest of the league, we're not expecting much of the Texans. But if you're a, Texan, a Texans fan and you're playing the game, what, what's a common strategy? Uh, is it like a, a quarterback, running back, and a defender? or you know, what, what's, the, what's the most common um, groupings of, of players that uh, people like to start off with? Sure. So with bad teams, you have to imagine game flow, right? Um, they're usually trailing 10 or more points, at least three, right? Because they're going to be losing the game at some point. So QBs are never a bad one. They just kind of score the most in general, no matter how good or bad they are, um, but especially in catch-up mode. So if they're always trailing behind, like someone like Bryce Young is going to be throwing the ball, presumably a lot. Um Defenses are always going to be on the field. So, you know, load up on linebackers. Tackles are worth a premium in our game. So, you know, just find the number one tackler on the defense or play the whole defensive unit if you want to, assuming that they don't give up 40 points a game. Um, And then I would say one big strategy, since we just dropped the power-ups this year, be sure to see which power-up you have for the week because it's one out of 10 random ones. Um, Some power-ups are better than others. The robo-leg one that I mentioned earlier gives three times points to your kicker. So, you know, if a kicker is good for 10 points with that power-up, you'd score 30. That's going to outscore most quarterbacks every week. You just made me think of something else. Let's say the power-ups. Let's say... I didn't pick a kicker this week. I have the Texans. I didn't take their kicker. Now, would that could I randomly get that power up? Be the 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 kicker one that you just said, the Robo leg, and so I couldn't use it. Right. So it does reset every week. Um, we are building into the game where you can like hold your power ups from one week to the next. But right now, this is version one where you just get one per week, and if you don't use it, you lose it, kind of a thing. So okay, use it when you have it. Um, eventually we'll have that deck where you can kind of store them and use them at certain points through the season. Um, but then just keep in mind that you do have to rotate two per week. So as much as you love your lineups, that's part of the scoring parity is forcing that rotation. So, um, you just kind of have to keep that in mind. If you're going to have, we have another uh, power up called like ball Hawk for safeties and DBs. So if you play a safety and DB one week with that ball Hawk power up, it'd probably be a good idea to just have them out of your lineup, assuming that you're not going to get that power up again for a few weeks now is the quarterback is that sort of the position that uh that's the keeper that people continue to play week after week or is it is it change i would say most of the time yes um with the exception of teams like san francisco where you have like a christian mccaffrey or a really dominant running back or receiver um you know it, and i would say most people just kind of pick their favorite player it doesn't have to be one single position but if you have an affinity toward like a travis kelsey you know lock him in there why not yeah, huh? he definitely scores a lot of points every week, I'm sure. Totally. So, yeah, very interesting, Hans. Well, why don't we give uh, that information out one more time so so folks know where to find uh, your, your Tailgate Fantasy Sports? and uh... Sure. So uh, the marketing site, tailgatefantasysports.com, uh, there you'll have the explainer video, the rules. We do content every now and then. We're not a huge content company. So, you know, if you're a writer, you want to partner with us, by all means, hit us up on Twitter. I'd love to chat with you. Um, the game itself is at tailgatefantasy.io. And we love interacting with any of our players, fans, anyone who has any questions. The best place to do that is going to be at Twitter. And our handle is at tailgatefs. That's uh, at tailgatefoxtrotsierra. So uh, we follow back. So, yeah, give us a follow. We'll follow back and we'll chat on game days. Most definitely. Well, Hans Kaiser, you have a very interesting concept, a a spin on an 
but fantasy football, I guess we can call an old game now has been around a while and uh, everybody's familiar with, and you get to play with the players you're most familiar with. I love the concept. I'm going to try it out myself. Listeners, uh, you know, let's follow that up and uh, follow them on Twitter and play this game and uh, maybe we'll get a league started here as well. So Hans, thank you for joining us today and telling us all about it. Oh yeah. My pleasure, Darren. Thank you so much for having us on. Um, Everyone at sports history network has been great to talk to and and just kind of chat with about NFL and all this stuff. So uh, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having us on. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.